Welcome to The Big Deal with Glenn Ferris, episode 63. Today, I've got such a treat for you. I can say that because this was a real treat for me. I've got Kristen Kendrick Bigley on the show today. Kristen is the director of the UNT CoLab space right here in downtown Denton at 207 North Elm, right off the square. We talk about the history of the UNT space downtown, the new location, how they're moving forward during the pandemic, what sort of curated items they've got, how she became the director, and much, much more. They've got a tentative soft opening October 1st, but until then, visit their website at collab.unt.edu and go check out their awesome Instagram at collabunt. While you're at it, check out glennferriscommercial.com and go ahead and follow me at glennferris on the social media. Also, tune in to the Denton Chamber of Commerce's Facebook page every Wednesday at 4 p.m., where I will be moderating the City Council forums. This week, the candidates for Place 6 are in the hot seat. I hope you find this podcast helpful, and if you do, get on your podcast subscriber, whether it's Apple Pods or Spotify or Overcast, or tune in and subscribe to it. Impress your friends. Thank you for listening. Now give it up for Kristen Kendrick Bigley. Kristen Bigley. Is that really how you say your last name? Bigley. Bigley. It's actually Kendrick Bigley. Yeah, Kendrick Bigley. (laughs) That is great. So good to have you on. It is amazing to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's too bad you. So you haven't listened to the Ren Baker, not yet. Podcast. It's on my list because you're not a football person. I'm not a football person. I'm not a football person either. But here's the thing, Ren's a cool dude. He's not like a like a football guy. Okay. He's just a guy right. who happens to do football. Very awesome conversation. So I will give it a listen. And now that you're at UNT. I really should listen. You should go mean <laughs> and green. And I really should go mean green. Are you excited about the game this <laughs> Yes, I am. Good answer. It's against the ponies, I think. I I've know. heard. <laughs> so my uh, access to mean green sports is Hank Dickinson. He's a good friend of mine. And he's he does the, uh, the radio broadcast with Dave Barnett. And I love it. So... I have um, not yet connected with Hank, Hank's but we awesome. have emailed a couple of times. Oh man, you need to know Hank. I do. Yeah, you need to pin him down for a <laughs> four o'clock meeting at Dan's. I'll add that to the list when, when Dan's, Dan's is opens. Open. Yeah. So you, you're the director for the UNT Co Laboratory. UNT CoLab. Yeah. That is our new and improved name. What is it, and where did that idea come from? Right. So, um, I think. Probably best to just back up and provide a little history. So UNT on the Square was the first iteration of the like downtown UNT community Denton outreach, what have you, for the university. And it was there for 10 years. And um, was it 10 years? 10 years. Yes. I I believe 2009 is when they launched. Wow. Um, So I moved to downtown in 07. So So it's pretty empty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was empty. You guys and UNT on the square and Ellington's maybe? Ruby's. Mm, I don't remember. Where Cartwright's was. Right, No, Ellington's was way back. Ellington's was where Loophole is now. 
Got that it. was way. So you've been in so Denton for I'm, a while. Uh, yes. Well, grew up, <laughs> left for a while, oh, okay, and came back. It. So yeah. Okay. Yes. So 2009, UNT on the Square happens. Yes. What was is, the idea for that? That was uh, uh, get, get some square footage downtown and kind of have a front facing. Yeah. Thing. Um, so it was. It was. From my understanding of the history, it was developed as the Institute for the Advancement of the Arts. So IAA. And the uh, inaugural director, Herbert Hall. Yeah, Herbert. Yep. Yeah, good guy. He, uh, he ran that, that whole show for 10 years. Wow. And <clears throat> it lived under a couple of different places in the university. And uh, most recently, it was under the Division of Student Affairs. So it was connected to the university in that manner. And it was a, a way to connect to the community. It was a way to showcase art. They had visiting artists come through. Um, you know, they they worked with the College of Visual Arts and Design, the College of Music, quite often to provide yeah. arts content for yeah. the community. Great musicians right. uh, w would drop in there and then right. they'd drop over to Steve's. It was really, really cool scene over there. Right. Yeah. Yes. It was a great contemporary art mm -hmm. venue and free, which was amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So how did it turn into... Uh, the co-laboratory, like what what uh, prompted the right. transition? Because I think I remember, so I'm part of the Diamond Eagles. Right. And you guys pitched this year, mm -hmm. didn't make it. Correct. But I think that may have been where I kind of met you, maybe. I was not maybe, on board maybe not. yet. Oh, okay. You not weren't on board. There. Okay. Mm -mm. That happened before I came, um, oh, okay. but soon after. Okay. So that was over the summer the transition started to moving that operation under the College of Merchandising, Hospitality, and Tourism, CMHT, for UNT. Yeah, because it was Student Affairs. Correct. And Student Affairs is like a pretty big... It's like everything. It's a wide umbrella yeah, of things. Yeah, it really is. So now it is operated by the College of Merchandising, Hospitality, and Tourism, CMHT, and really was the idea was to convert it to somewhat of a more student learning lab. So have um, coursework that directly relates to what the students are learning in their classes and be able to put real life experiential learning lab opportunities together yeah. and, and house some of that in this building. In addition, uh, opportunity from a merchandising standpoint to have a little retail boutique and continue to use it as a way to showcase things that we really want to um, provide to the community as far as excellence within the university, whatever college that may come from. So it, it might not necessarily be the College of Merchandising, Hospitality and Tourism. It may come from biology or some other college where they want to put together an exhibit and have it available for the community. We can always partner and, and essentially host that type of exhibit. We want to continue to provide um, an outlet for the fine arts as well. Yeah. whether that be fine arts in uh, sculpture, painting, music, you know, there's still opportunities to do that. But, you know, we really do want to convert this into more of an event venue where we're hosting hospitality events for the university as well as for the community. So when we're not doing active events, we will have the facility available for rental and that would be available to anyone in the community. So it's almost like you've widened what the original scope was right. by moving it under the 
hospitality correct umbrella so yes so but it's doing a lot of the same function as it was in the spot next to cart rides uh, where it was previously a that, lot of that transitions yeah. it's really just kind of how we're managing it yeah. that it's a little bit different it's a really cool space whoever found it for you did a really great job of didn't they <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> that's a good story that was me. <laughs> so <laughs> head canada owns that building that you're in now correct what's the address remind me 207, 207 north elm north elm fun fact about the building mm -hmm. is it's the oldest wooden structure correct downtown if not in denton i think it might be in the city of denton but uh, but Ooh, it definitely i don't know is, about that yeah that, i'd have to check that there might have been one other house but i thought i heard somewhere a couple of years ago it got torn down but maybe not so i do believe it is one of seven or eight buildings with the original facade intact oh wow yeah and so that's yeah. pretty cool it's old and the reason i heard from ed canada and ed is a trip have you ever hung out with ed canada not in person because pandemic yeah. but uh, we, we've had a couple of, of conversations <laughs> earth he he's is a cool guy. Oh, he's a fun guy he's like anyone you could imagine just drinking a beer at dan's that's him he's an old codger he's a great guy but the story i heard from him was during the era of the square burning down right. every other weekend right it was just far enough off the right. square that it didn't get burned down correct it's so a cool building we we have to be very careful because we want to keep it that way yeah obviously. keep it that way yeah and it was a uh, i think it was originally a furniture shop is what i've been told right so the history of that building is uh john b schmitz yeah um he's got his name on the top of the facade there and, and haunts it and obviously it is rumored to be haunted <laughs> um he was a furniture maker cabinet maker and also one of the first undertakers yeah in caskets Texas. Mm -hmm. yeah those so, things went hand in hand yep, a lot of the furniture makers off also made caskets which Oops. if you think about it makes a ton of sense we got your uh, bookshelf uh, your armoire and, and when uh, you're done with those, we've got your casket. And yeah, when you're done, get a casket for grandma. Man, that's awesome. That's really cool. So you guys basically got in there, which I gotta I gotta add this. Working with the big green machine, UNT, mm -hmm, right? Is uh it's easy and it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's a, fair. Because it is a I, I, I love everyone I've ever no, I'll take that back most folks are awesome over there but it's the uh it's the the how can i say it? there's a lot of moving parts to do something that's very complicated even in the business world right to take that to like okay now you're working with like this big institution right. a lot of moving parts a lot of people have to sign off you got these guys these guys these guys it, it was a difficult deal to get over the finish it was. line. Yeah. But once we did, good to go. Mm -hmm. But then the shutdown, <sighs> shutdown happens like happened. a month later, like 30 no, days later. Not even. It was literally. The, oh, really? The, it was like. That it was literally. Like two we weeks got later. moved. <laughs> I kid you not. Oh, no. It was, I don't remember the exact date, but third week of March. Yeah. Give or take. Spring break. Um, yeah. You, yeah. It was a little after spring break uh, yeah. when we actually had the movers meeting facilities at UNT, the good, great group of guys, it yeah. was the day before they were <laughs> placed on basically hold during the quarantine. So yeah. had a, a big group of them. They, they came downtown, loaded up the truck several times, took it a block 
up and unloaded it <laughs> and uh, got us into the new space just just in the nick of time. They did load the truck, though. I thought they would just put things on wheels and shove it down the hill. A couple of things they yeah. did do that with. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's awesome. That's yeah. I th oh, I think I remember because uh, I live right next to McNeil's. Right. And I think I remember like running into y'all and the movers and like, oh, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that I was that. I, I do remember that. God, that seemed like it was two years ago. It, doesn't it? Is time passing <laughs> slower or quicker because of all this stuff? So it was really oh. slow in the beginning. And now I feel like it's, I don't know if it's school starting up again or what, but yeah. it's kind of fast forwarded. So what was it like for uh, what, what you're doing over there as right. director? And that, that's my next question is like, what? What do you do as director of this space? Right. Let, well, let me ask that first. It's a fair, fair question. And right now it's not really what it's going to look like because we're not fully operational. Yeah. Right now it is kind of a solo operation. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, yeah. me coming to work, opening up the doors, turning on the lights sitting upstairs in that super cool mezzanine. Oh, is that where your That's office is? That's where my office yes. is. I good, love it. Good Great work. light. Good can job. see everything. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, sitting up there and doing what I can do to move projects forward. <laughs> yeah, move whatever ball <laughs> you can find forward. Whether it's social media or... Yeah. You know, reaching out to new vendors. Are oh, you or, on the uh, you on the Instagram or? Uh, I, yeah, that would be me. What's your uh, What's your handle on the we Instagram? We are at UNT Colab. That would be with one L C O L A B. Co laboratory. That's what it's short <laughs> for. Yeah, so I, awesome. I guess it's a good time to mention that you know when we moved, we decided to update the branding, update the name of the space. It really made sense because we were updating the building to sort mm -hmm. of rebrand with that move. And it really is a, it's a lab, like the way you it described is. it. I was like, oh, that's kind of the perfect name. Yeah, like. and it's a collaborative effort. Yeah. So it's a collaborative effort between the university and the Denton community. Um, the retail space is a collaborative effort between um, the vendors creating sort of a unique set of goods for us. Yeah. So there's so many different ways that that, works into play with the name that it's it's co pretty cool so can i walk in and purchase something from one of your vendors now or what's the not protocol quite right yet okay. not quite yet we are hoping mm -hmm. that uh, if the case counts continue to trend in a a good direction that will be approved to open october 1st who gives you approval that would be the university we go through a there is a committee that is basically in charge of determining, you know, what aspects of the university are allowed to operate at what level. We submit opening plans. I think I've submitted half a dozen different versions of what that opening could look like. Right now we are operating at a phone order capacity yeah. with contactless curbside pickup yeah. and shipping options available. So yeah. that's, it's, it's a start. So when people call, do you describe the objects you're looking at that well, they can purchase? Is that how that works? <laughs> that would be tedious. Seems we, like a real tedious operation. We have a couple of ways you can actually view what's available. So you can actually go to the Instagram and across the highlights reel on our profile, we've loaded up all the different items, pictures and prices. So there you can go. kind of scroll through and just basically virtually experience what we have available <laughs> and if instagram's not your thing we've loaded up a pdf 
on the UNT CoLab website, which is collab.unt.edu. Uh, you click on the Retail Boutique tab and it'll bring that up. And you can also see photos, prices, and get kind of a sense of what we have. So tell me about the committee that decides how you can open up, if you can open up. What's that What's that like? I didn't know this existed. Well, like, like I talked with Rin about right. how athletics did it, but that's really governed by the conference. They have their own team sure. of medical folks and they say, this is how we're going to do mm -hmm. it. And they're kind of governed by that. Right. But, but how does it work for you being under this uh, committee? Who's on the committee? I don't know all of the, I don't know all the players. But are they like doctors it's and university people? University folks. So okay. Okay. VPs. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you exactly who that is. Yeah. Uh, I know it falls under academic affairs. Yeah. And uh, they are basically in charge. We Each department has to submit their reopening plans. And it's a very thorough document of exactly what types of activities you'll be offering, what are the protocols yeah. for cleaning, for yeah. so you know, no social more, distancing, all of that. No more licking doorknobs. No. Let's mark that right off the not. list right now. Yeah. It's too bad. So how hard is that to get a, how, well, I, I, you probably can't knock them too hard, but like what, I mean, that that's tedious. What are they looking for? What's the standard? Because, you know, Denton has a certain level of standard that right. they're being uh, given by the state of Texas. Correct. Is UNT going by that or are they more stringent or less? Stringent I would say or? they're more stringent. Yeah, yeah, they're harder. And I think they're, it's the prudent thing to do. Yeah. Um, they've got some university classes happening on campus. I actually sat in on one that was connected to the collab. They were doing a project. I went and observed the presentations yeah. earlier today. What was that like? So it, like an Apogee statement stadium, everyone's spread out. <laughs> it, was a, it was a small class. Um, yeah. half the class was zoom yeah. and half the class was in person. Okay. So everyone was more than adequately distanced, masked, cleaned up their spaces afterwards. I mean, following all the yeah, right protocols. Yeah, so okay. That's good. it's being done right. And there's only, gosh, I think there's only three faculty members in our entire college that have even have classes on campus this semester. Wow. Most of them are virtual. So what's it like at the dorms? Like, do people not have roommates? No, they have roommates. Yeah. And I'm not the person that's the expert on the dorms. Yeah. However, my understanding is, Freshmen have pods they're assigned for socializing. <laughs> yeah. And they, I believe, have been issued like special silicone wristbands that are color-coded. And from a contact tracing standpoint, they are encouraged to only socialize within that color of pod. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that's working. Okay. However. Th this is like the psychology department like is doing some sort Perhaps. of test or, yeah. or some sort of experiment on people. <laughs> but I, you know, if you have the blue yeah. wristband and somebody comes down with the virus, then they know yeah. to contact the blue wristband folks first. Uh, right. <laughs> That's crazy. It is kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh man. So I run through campus just about every morning cause it's, an, it's sure. amazing pathways, always lit. Oh yeah. No cars running you Very over. Safe. It's, it's amazing. And I can tell when campus is like, when people aren't living there and when right. people are, you just, there's a little bit more activity. Even in five in the morning, you can kind of tell. Right. But it 
feels like the students never came back. Well, they did you though. Know? I know, but it just like the level, the amount of people, it just, it feels I'd, odd. It feels I'd a little like a ghost town. There's like 5,700 kids in the dorms. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's wild. not as many yeah. as it would traditionally be. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. That's so interesting. And so they do have one dorm set aside if someone is infected. They oh, can be smart. quarantined. Yeah. Yeah. That's what every country that got out of this successfully had. Was, right. Oh, are you sick? Or are you positive? You can go, go be here. in the hotel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I just got an iPhone update and it had a thing where you could opt in to being notified from trace contacting. Yeah. Did you try to do it? I did. And I couldn't. I because couldn't either. Texas, I guess, yeah. is like, nah, we're good. I, 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 think, I found the same thing out. <laughs> I think that's what that is. Need to research that. That yeah. just seems dumb. I'm like, dude, if I'm, I'd much rather have the information than not. I would too. Information is like how you beat this thing. It, totally. It's crazy. But yeah. you you felt safe on campus going to a class I did. and going to a presentation. Yeah, I did. It's good to hear. It was, the buildings are quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And the union has got to be dead. Yeah, I, I didn't make it over there this oh, time. Oh, so that's the thing that makes it seem dead is when you go by, uh, there are certain dorms that have uh, dining halls. Bruce is mm. the one you kind of really see when you go kind of kind of down there. And usually there are folks kind of setting that up and getting going, but the dining halls seem like they're just closed. I bet maybe. it's just the folks that live there. Yeah, that is wild. That's really cool. So you yeah. can open up. You've got your plan kind of approved. Uh, so for the first October first, we're, 1st, we're cautiously optimistic. October first. Yeah. 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 And we'd like to be. Um, it's. It would definitely. It, it would be a a celebration did for you, sure. Did, did you, I mean, there's no way you could imagine that this was going to be your, what this project was. <laughs> Cause we talked no. about what it was like yeah. intensely before we kind of found the space yeah. and, and here we are. Well, you know, and, and so much of this is really event driven. It's meant to be, there's no, it's events. not yet. Yeah. Um, and the university has said no events are happening in the fall at all. Yeah. You know, and if you recall, no one's coming back after Thanksgiving. So what do you mean by that? So Thanksgiving they won't hold any additional in-person classes. Really? Everything's virtual from Thanksgiving to end of semester. My gosh. UT was so, the first to announce that from what I saw. And then several have followed suit and UNT did as well. So they're going to move out. The students are going to leave or they can be there, but they're not in going to, they're in their pods. I believe the folks that live on campus can continue to live on campus, but they will not be bringing back in-person classes. Gotcha. So it's almost sounds like maybe they're hoping to get, they're going to re-examine coming back from Christmas. Can we do events? Well, um, so I think that's the, that's the hope yeah. is that this, this thing becomes less of a, you know, mm -hmm. just, I don't, I don't even know what to say right now. It's, yeah. it's all to be determined. And at yeah. this point, I'm not, I'm not fighting it. It's just go with the flow. Yeah. What, wh however we can kind of transition this. And, you know, maybe that means we pivot into virtual events in the spring and, you know, we haven't really launched that yet here in the fall. Um, but I, if we continue to see this trend, 
then that would definitely be the direction I would want to go. Yeah. Got to figure out how yeah. to move the ball forward. Exactly. Well, at least there's a plan. At least you're part of an organization with an actual plan. It must be nice because the rest of us are just like, what's the plan? What Winging are we doing? Tell us what to do. And it's like, no, no, there's no plan. Just do whatever you want. Except face masks. People do do the face masks, you know, which is I'm, good. I'm good with that. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about it. Um, yeah. But uh, other than that, it's just no plan is what it seems like. So, well, it's been interesting, essentially launching a new business in the midst of a shutdown. It, it, it definitely was not what I thought I was signing up for, but oh, trying to make the best of it and, you know, really happy with what we've pulled together. I had a couple of interns over the summer yeah, and, uh, they really helped me sort of get this thing off the ground from all the ideas in my head to let's push this out into reality. We got product assortment. We worked with got about 20 different vendors, most of them local, a lot of them UNT alums. Uh, and we've got some really cool product. Were they merchandising students? So one was merchandising and one was hospitality, but we were focused primarily on the merchandising that's given the circumstances. That's got to be a cool gig for a student yeah. to set up shop. Yeah. Downtown I mean, Denton. they showed up the first day and I, their eyes were really wide after I got done kind of yeah. filling them in. Like, here, here we go. So we went we down go. to Surplus and we sourced all of our furniture and all of our... That place is cool. It's super cool. Those guys down there have been it's, amazing. And it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a Denton secret. Like, Well, it's, it's not open to the public any longer. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's not. Yeah, because there, of all this. they well, were open like Tuesdays at nine. Tuesdays or, at nine, yeah. nine to one, something like that. So yeah. I can call or email and make an appointment, and they know what I'm looking for now. And they've yeah. been great uh, the last couple of times oh, to were, give me a heads up and be like, "Hey, Aww. do you do you want this? We picked it up. We that think is, it looks like something you might like." That is unfair because they won't talk to the normal <laughs> the normal people. So I've met so many good people down there. Uh, one of my a good friend of mine now, uh, it was. Ken Kern from the greenhouse. Yeah. I was like picking through the records yeah. and he's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, dude, this is the place. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people that are really sad. It's not open to the public. Yeah. Now you can, they are doing, I think it's slap sale or something. It's like a, an auction site where you can go on and, yeah. and buy batches of this stuff, but you have, you can't buy really individual pieces. Yeah, and they've got the website, which is like so hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. They need to just like get up on eBay and get a store going. <laughs> like, well, actually, yeah. they shouldn't. They need to make it as hard as possible for people to get to it because get some good deals on some stuff. You can. It's awesome. And for me, it's free. It's fun to dig through. Yeah, if it's you, campus it's reuse, I, it's free because the whole idea is let's keep this stuff in circulation in the university. So if this department's done with it and somebody else can use it, great. I mean, I picked up like supplies, rolls of packing tape. I mean, just all kinds of random stuff that people sent out there. So you're our connection. We give you the list of what <laughs> I we want. No, can't. <laughs> the guy, the, the, the guy at the desk cannot be, the guy at the desk cannot be bribed. <laughs> and I know nope. that for a fact, for a fact. Oh man, that's awesome. So tell me about some of the things you have in there. Some yeah. of the vendors, some of the items. Yeah. What can I find there? So, I like to describe this. It's it's mean green inspired goods. It's well curated, sort of like a museum store, like a museum store yeah, and a shop. dime store <laughs> and a UNT inspired 
store, but not so much UNT merchandise in that, like not so much of the bookstore style product. Less sportswear. Really not any at all. There you go. Yep. Yeah, because we, we don't want to compete with that. It's already out there. It's for and the artsy kids. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. <laughs> so we've got, as I mentioned, about 20 vendors currently, and I'm sure that number will grow. Um, we've partnered with them to come up with basically whatever they do, but do it for us. So, for example, we have Recycled, who's a makes beautiful candles out of soy wax with wood wicks and recycled. recycled yes clever very clever beautiful beautiful product and so we worked with them to create two green inspired scents and um actually co-branded on the labels she created new labels the whole thing so, so what does green smell like green Grass? yeah well it's like <laughs> so we've got two scents one is irish beer tomato and the stuff you drink for st patrick's day tomato leaf and lemongrass oh. together it smells like a garden it's incredible it's yeah. got that like like if you go out to the garden and you rub a tomato leaf it's got that kind of spicy yeah scent so that's in this candle it's really oh. really cool and the other one is a uh, bamboo and moss so it's a little bit more of just a soft fresh clean you know easy to <laughs> the official scent of the mean green well they're not Bamboo. official <laughs> <laughs> if they were official we'd have to license them <laughs> that, that is awesome so you got some candles we got candles we have soap same type of deal we were partnered with salted salted sanctuary she created two oh, different soaps yeah. for kim us is awesome yep. i love kim so much yep so she was actually one of the very first people i spoke with said i, I need a green soap we named it smells like green spirit yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's a really oh, fresh man. like lime and mint combination and then she's got a second one coming for us soon that is uh, a little bit more of a cedar yeah. scent so a little bit more masculine yeah and that one's we mean clean we mean clean <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we have some t-shirts now not everything is unt so i want to make that clear like i get it not everybody that's walking around downtown necessarily wants unt related products so we've done actually our own line of denton inspired goods created by yours truly so i designed the logo <laughs> uh it it's awesome. it's inspired by a, a vintage license plate so it says denton mm -hmm. texas but it looks like a license plate not exactly, but it's got that inspiration. You definitely feel it. And so we've got that T-shirt that was actually printed up for us by Norman Roscoe um, in two different versions. Yeah, Polito. Eric Polito is yep. great. great they guy. are fantastic to work with. And talk about a well-merchandised store. That Norman play, Roscoe. Yeah, Norman yeah. Roscoe oh, yeah. is unbelievable. We talked about it. He was, he was like three or four episodes ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I haven't walked by that shop in a while. And I walked by and just stared at their little setup because they had the tv screens oh, and the, the video going i love that little TV so setup. cool and it was so like dimension like right it looked good from a million miles away across the street yeah and then right there you're just like mesmerized by what you're seeing i mean they've got a cool vibe got it going on they do so yeah we partnered they printed up some shirts for us and then actually we took that same den logo and partnered with clint wilk 
Clint Wilkinson. Man, you know everybody. It's been a real yeah. fun effort. Bell and Oak. Oh, no, no, no. Well, They're at Wilkinson now. Wilkinson's yeah. fine goods, but yeah. he's sort of like relaunching the some of the styles from Bell and Oak. Yeah. Uh, so he took our Denton logo and had oh, a couple a of... I, so I bought like the second wallet he yeah. made, the second or third wallet he made when it was Bell and Oak. Right. Actually, my wife got it for me for my birthday, like the year we were married six years ago. It's amazing. He's an awesome craftsman. He's incredible. I need to get him on. I haven't talked you to him. You do in a while. need to get him on. Wow, a crime has been committed here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Clint, that must shout happen. Shout out to Clint Wilkinson. Yes. Wilkinson Fine. Fine goods, goods on Hickory. Yeah. Hickory, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So, what did he do for you? He so, did. Uh, so he took our Denton logo, had a couple of leather stamps made, and yeah. uh, made some coasters and keychains and wallets. So two different yeah. sizes coasters are obviously the bigger logo, and then the smaller ones on the keychains and a few of the wallets. Dang, you know he made coast or he made what did he make? He made something for the George Bush Library. He did. He made a couple of things. Yeah, because so, when he we did. were there last year, uh, we saw I it and it was believe coasters and keychains as well. Yeah, yeah, man, what a what a guy! You should have him. This is what you should do: commission like one of those awesome handmade like purses like oh one green, of his legacy green, like lamb leather like so the original conversation was like green leather purse yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could do that on consignment yeah, sure just have one put it in a glass case totally. you never know who's gonna walk in it's and be like absolutely I gotta true. Have that so the original idea was green leather and then covid mm. hit and uh green leather from italy was no longer available so we <laughs> we, we pivoted and did a little different thing so I threw it away Man. So maybe green leathers in the future from him, but we don't have any of that just yet. So who do you not have over there? I mean, who do geez. I not have? Well, I'm plenty. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of folks I haven't met yet, but we've got a couple of ceramic artists. We have mm -hmm. uh, Sky Rayburn, Isle of Sky Studio, who did some ice-dyed green sort of uh, tie-dye looking bandanas and all sorts of green colors and scrunchies because scrunchies are back. Really? They are. Hmm. You must not have any like 10 year olds in mm. your life. <laughs> no, I'm sure don't. I do remember, what was the other, the shoes, the jellies? It was mm -hmm. about the same time. Yep. Scrunchies yep. and jellies. Yeah. Am I getting that right? That is Sounds sister. good. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah, 80s. Yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've got, we've, we do have the t-shirts, but that's not our main gig. It's just part of what we have to offer. We've, got stickers and like some lapel pins and yeah. things like that but uh and jewelry we have a couple of jewelry artists oh cool and um what else do we have you oh know, i know i know somebody you should connect with who's on, that on she does amazing work uh greg's wife leah johnson that's right does some amazing amazing work she so, could probably do something really cool for that you. i i appreciate that reminder yeah, yeah. she's awesome yeah, so we've got a lot of green jewelry at the moment. Yeah. We do. Uh, yeah, and uh, the the really cool project, one of the ones I'm most proud of, is we took banners from campus, and we sent them to a bag maker who's actually a UNT alumna and current staff member, um, and she turned those banners into bags and other accessories. So, you know, the, the banners you see on campus hanging up, they live their life and eventually get changed out. Oh yeah, like right? the normal, uh, just big old yeah. banners that announce things. 
or just the ones on the light poles, different yeah, okay. things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. right? Yeah, those. And uh, so I hooked up with the the guy on campus who handles all the signage and uh, said, hey, you know, John, if you got banners laying around, send them to me. If you don't have anything to do with them, if they're, you know, no longer needed, if yeah. they're in good shape, but... I know a guy. Yeah. And yeah. so he, he dropped a few off. We sent them off and she made all these cool like keychains, bags, little like valet tray type things. And then I found some banners at Surplus that were actually canvas. And those she was able to turn into actual bags, like with zippers and pencil pouches and things like that. So they're truly unique. They're upcycled goods. They're branded because they came from UNT. Upcycled, that's the word. That's the word. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. So you've got a little craft shop. We, we do. Yeah. <laughs> UNT craft shop. It's, it's yeah. everybody though that we are working with is so good at what they do. Yeah. I mean, the quality of their work, their craftsmanship is, and that's, that's a, that's a priority for us as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, we want to highlight what's really being done well. And we're starting to get some food based items in. So we've got, uh, Brent Reeves, who actually graduated out of the hospitality program. He um, runs Smoky John's in Dallas, which is a barbecue restaurant that's been around for a while. His his dad and, and aunt, I believe, started it. And so we actually are the first wholesaler for their barbecue sauce, rub, and hot <laughs> sauce. And there's a few other vendors we're looking at potential that's awesome. with. And isn't the, so we, and when we were with, we didn't do it. We toured the dining facilities mm. and I forget where it was, but there's a massive bakery on campus that we toured. Clark. Clark. Yeah. Clark yeah. Hall. And they were famous for something over there. I forget what it was. It was some type of cookie or cake. Cake, or I believe. Something. Uh, I forget I, what it was. I'm not sure. You should get some of that My, in there. We have talked to dining services about their chocolate. So yeah, yeah. when when we're open for that type of thing, yeah, yeah. those those wrong. ideas are. So when you do open, and you're going to be having events, mm -hmm. what do you imagine is like the type of event you'll have? You, I mean, you mm -hmm. could probably do like, uh, like we talked about. Um, I mean, just your normal musician thing, but also, can't you hang art in there? Yes, uh, in fact, we have a show. Showings? up right now ironically it's not open to the public but we are doing a yeah. virtual exhibit people have for to them. facetime you on your phone you have to i'd be happy to do it phone. happy to do it i actually took several videos and posted them on our instagram highlights so that it is there so we partnered with envision arts who is a local uh, art juried art show i'm not sure what how to best describe what they do, but they put together virtual shows and in-person shows. Uh, they were working with Armadillo Ale Works for putting artwork up within their space, hmm. which was the, I believe, Armadillo Art Gallery. Hmm. And so I reached out to Ginger Cochran, who is the director for Envision Arts. And that was early, early last year and said, hey, you know, I'd like to have a jury show in our space. You're already doing it and doing it so well. Can we do this together? and have you essentially run the call for entries because you've you've got a, a 
bigger net to cast as far as people you can get in front of than I would be able to. And, you know, it was really meant to be part of our opening, our reopening. Yeah. And we had to push it a couple of times. We decided to go ahead and have it, even though it's just virtual for the moment, just to, just to be able to go ahead and, you know, have this platform available. These artists still get to have this show. Unfortunately, we weren't able to have an opening with it, but it, they still they still got into the show. We have this artwork installed and we are continuing to share it on our social channels as well. And it was just a really nice way to use the space fully. Yeah. Even though I'm really the one benefiting the most from this installation. It's very nice to walk yeah. into the building and have it feel like it's alive. Functioning. Yeah. And part of it is, I mean, it is so there's probably both and right it's great that you get to test fire some ideas mm -hmm. and not have the pressure True. of like, okay, <laughs> this could be horrible and we could not get it up or, or it could not be the right idea. Let's just, uh, let's see, let's test fire. Sure. But then there's also, you know, you were talking about being open October 1st, but maybe, and you can't really blow it up or blow it out of the right. water. It's like a soft, it's super soft, soft opening. Yep you know, bring your hazmat suit type thing. Yeah. So and I mean, we'll have limited capacity and that's something we'll have to monitor and make sure, but you know, I don't expect that to be a real issue. Yeah. But what, what other type of events like right. uh, music type stuff? Or, sure. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, cause it's a cool space for that actually. I mean, it is. Uh, yeah. It is. Um, we don't have a piano in the space like there was in the old UNT on the square space. So some of the acapella performances may not be, quite as prevalent, but I think, you know, some small groups, some small jazz things would be wonderful in that space mm -hmm. and definitely would love to, to see some of those things in the spring in conjunction, probably with some other events. So it is a resource when we are able to be open, if somebody needs to put together um, an in-person recital or something like that and needs a small space to do it, it would be great for that. Yeah. That's awesome. We also want to have tasting events, wine tasting, cheese tasting, pairings, okay. uh, potentially some cooking, minor cooking demonstrations, like yeah. on a, a table that is a demonstration table. Not on the floor. Not on, not the, on floor. the floor. <laughs> but <laughs> meaning we don't have a full kitchen. So yeah, you can do some catering out of there, but not absolutely. like, uh, there, it's, there's not a full kitchen in right. that space. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it does have some limitations. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So and I'd really like to, we're going to do a sample sale. So through the College of Merchandising, Hospitality and Tourism, we have connections out in the industry. Yeah. And uh, we are able to get products in that we can then use basically as a kind of a fundraising effort. Mm -hmm. So they donate their samples and their overstocks to us. And we have a sample sale. And it's going to be probably, we're looking at fall 21 at this point but for the really big one but we're, we're already starting to get products yeah that are being gifted to us for that sample sale so you don't strike me as a UNT institutional person you came no. from the business world correct <laughs> you get things done i try what's your background how, like how are you so this is what we're doing this is how we're doing it this th these are the connections sure where'd you get that from mm. Well, background, I mean, we can go way back if you'd like. I, I grew up here. Yeah, tell me the story. So not born here, not a native, native New Yorker, actually. 
What part of New York? Manhattan. Oh, wow. New York, New York. Like born on the island. Born on the island. That's crazy. And raised a little bit in Brooklyn, a little bit upstate. Yeah. Do you remember it? I do. Parts of it. Not a ton. Yeah. But, uh, and then we moved here when I was five. (laughs) Here's the saddest day of your life. Did you get here and you were like, why? Does was, this exist? <laughs> I was five. I just, I don't know that it really computed yeah. at that point. Yeah, but my dad was born here. My dad grew up and graduated DHS. Uh, and my grandparents were still here. So that oh, okay. was- okay, gotcha, yeah. That was why we were here. And it yeah. was a great move for our family. My dad was able to uh, start working in Dallas. So he commuted all the time. And my mom was working uh I say working. She was working on an MFA at TW and then she did a ton of volunteer work. So she was really involved with the community. She was uh, president of the Greater Denton Arts Council. Oh, wow. In like 84, 85, somewhere around there. That's when they got. um, That's when they were working on the building. The building with uh, Herbert Hall, I believe, was on that committee. That is correct. Probably went way back at that time. Absolutely. Yeah. So I grew up. In this community, the from the arts standpoint, yeah. in, in Greater Denton Arts Council, the at that time in the eighties and nineties, and really a little bit in the early aughts, there were basically two big nonprofit fundraisers in the city. It was the Denton Benefit League, correct, and Greater Denton Arts Council, right? And that there was the artsy side, and then like the the needy side, right? You know, I guess for better, right? Well, and there was word. Tag, which was the Arts Guild. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. the Arts Guild, yeah. And that's still around, uh, and uh, I get know. emails okay. every now and then. Right. Uh, that's so crazy. She was very involved with all of those organizations. Yeah. And uh, so I, I was involved just because I was around it all. In the 80s. You were in here in the, the 80s. 80s. You remember then in the 80s. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, it was different. <laughs> so graduated. Barely a town in the 80s. Yeah, it. I, so Locust Street Grill was. I, I, mm-hmm. I was good friends actually with uh, the daughter of the owners. Mm-hmm. So I remember when they were working on that building and going oh. in there and like knocking uh, plaster off the brick and yeah. all that stuff. So it was, a young Julie Glover uh, was a yeah, server yeah. over there. Yep, I I remember that story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's crazy. It's it's. I love old stories of Denton. Denton was a different place, and I took it for granted. Yeah. So by the time high school graduation rolled around, which was 92, Mm -hmm. I was ready to get out. Oh, heck yeah. 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 I I just wasn't going to stay here any longer. Yeah. And I didn't go too far. I went to Fort Worth and went to TCU. Yeah, the big city. It was the big city. You know, Mm -hmm. it was the perfect big city for like the next step because yeah. it is a lot bigger, but it still had that like small ish kind mm-hmm. of vibe to it. That was probably a pretty fun town it in, was, in the nineties. Yeah. The hop yeah. over there by TCU. Yeah. Was the aardvark there and the moon uh, right there on a uh, aardvark? I believe was be, not bell, uh, Barry, Barry street. Right yeah. Barry street. Barry. Uh, yeah, that mm, that's going way back. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Fort Worth was it was a great experience for me, and we were there 
seven years. I was there total. Yeah. Um, graduated with my BFA in studio art with a emphasis in sculpture. So I went through <laughs> so fine art. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I sculpt things. I sculpture didn't really think that all the way through. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> do you have sculpture? Man. So really the pathway for a fine artist is to get your MFA Yeah. and you either make it or you teach. Yeah. And I wasn't quite ready to sign on to teach. I just, it was, it didn't feel like the right fit for me at the time. And looking back, it, it probably would have been a great fit for me, but I didn't see it. So um, I applied to some grad schools, got in, decided not to go <laughs> to grad school and moved to Colorado instead. Yeah. So we moved to Denver. What oh yeah. And Amazing. literally Denver, like just outside of downtown city. Yep. It's uh, we lived in a house that was built in 1896. Awesome. So it was very old and needed a lot of work. And, um, and I started working for a company called bear essentials, which later became bear minerals. So I started working for this brand that was not very well known. It was basically a kind of apothecary shop that was based out of San Francisco. And they mm -hmm. had 25 stores nationwide, most of them in the Bay Area. And it just, to me, I liked natural products. It was the early night. What, no, what was this? Late 90s. Uh, this was, was almost say, like, it was almost. they have like crystals and stuff? <laughs> uh, bath salts, <laughs> okay. aromatherapy, you know, a lot of that stuff. And, and makeup, but it was very, it was a natural makeup. So I started working for this brand and 19 years later, I was still there. So, wow. so you worked your way up into the I did. company. I did. So when I started, it was an unknown and it became an international, the premier international natural yeah. makeup line. Yeah. Yeah. So I was involved in field leadership positions most of the time I was there. Like on the retail side? Mm -hmm. So you were uh, opening stores so kind of thing or? Various district management yeah. levels of responsibility um, yeah. and regional type responsibility. So it was everything from opening stores, hiring, closing stores when you had to, yeah. um, any kind of HR, any sales, customer service, operations, you name it. I mean, the store is everything. Everything happens in the store. And you, so you were there for how many years? Uh, over 19. Did you travel or were you mostly out of Denver? Or were you got to go here for a couple yeah. of years, got to go here? So like I was based in Denver for 15 of those years. And then we moved back to Denton. But right, um, gotcha. I was traveling most of the time. So coast to coast at times. So all the way from That's cool. Bay Area to Philadelphia and Florida and everywhere in between. That's so awesome. What was uh, your favorite uh, place to be, would you think? It's a great question. You know, I... I really enjoyed Minneapolis. Really? I really did. It's huh. a cool town. Yeah. Good food, good art. It's cold though. Uh, it got crazy yeah, cold there. Brutal. Very brutal. Um, other than that, gosh, I can tell you what I didn't like. They have good beer up there too, right? Isn't that one of those towns up there that's like, you know, it's like they got good I beer. I think they do, but I've been thinking really... about Milwaukee. I don't know. 
Milwaukee. <laughs> Same thing, Minneapolis, <laughs> Minnesota. The people were the people were really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mid- Midwestern. Yep. Folk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But uh, you know, I, I I don't know. Colorado is great. Utah is great. You know, it's just it's great to have all the opportunities to experience different cultures within the United States. And every time I would go to a new market, I would just try to understand, okay, what makes this market tick? What is the customer need, want, desire in this market from a cosmetic standpoint, obviously. Yeah. And every time, and I was mo- mostly traveling alone, but I would always try to search out local restaurants, you know, try to avoid eating out at chains. They would at least try to go out and eat somewhere new yeah, every trip. Explore it, yeah. Yeah, and it was, that was fantastic. But that was kind of before the internet, right? I mean, most of that. Well, when when I first right? started traveling, it was like MapQuest my way from the airport to the yeah. hotel and the hotel to the mall. And did you have back. a BlackBerry? I did have a BlackBerry. When I lived in New York, I had a BlackBerry, and it was like, this is amazing. Well, actually, there was one time I had like a book of maps, <laughs> and then like the next time I was there, I was like, had the BlackBerry. Yeah, was BlackBerry was, it was efficient. Game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so now I, I, the travel, it, yeah, it kind of wears on you after eighteen years of it, like yeah, three weeks out, out of the month. Actually, I'm like, <laughs> so I go home and crawl in bed. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. things changed. Retail changed. Yeah. Company downsized, and well, the internet happened, and now you know, people are buying stuff on Amazon. Do people need stores anymore? You know. Specialty stores are not the draw they used to be Yeah, like that. So, you know, really the wholesale channels for them, like Mm. Sephora, Ulta, that's where it's at. That's what that is. Okay. Yeah. Cause you were just a brand that you would like almost find in a Sephora. Oh, we are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I say we, I mean, I still identify as part of that brand because I was there so long. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, interestingly enough, I, I don't wear a ton of makeup. I'm pretty natural on my own. So that was an experience because when I started with the company, it wasn't a makeup brand. It became a makeup brand. And, you know, my sort of involvement Mm. with makeup evolved as that process (laughs) went along. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and now that I'm not working for a makeup brand, I'm like, oh, I don't have to put on eyeliner every day. This is all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. It is funny. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, so how'd you get to UNT from there? You were there for forever and then they, they're, they're downsizing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the boutiques have closed. Yeah. You know, mall, just mall traffic's not the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so through that downsizing, I took some time off. I actually have a separate uh, side gig, if you will. That What's your side gig? Side gig is, well, it's taking that sculpture background and applying it to something Creatively, so I started making jewelry about five years ago. Oh, awesome! So I do metalsmithing, and uh, wanted to work smaller because prior to that, my sculptures were life size and little pieces of granite. Tif- not granite, but bronze and <laughs> cer- ceramic, fired ceramic sculptures, things like that. Oh, Heavy awesome. and somewhat difficult to, you know, if you don't have a big studio space. A little bit harder to <laughs> create. So it's going to be frustrating to like devote. You devoted a certain amount of your yeah. life to this thing that it's. Well, how do you do that when you you don't have access? You to, know, 
Yeah, I realized that real Man. soon after getting out of school. I was like, this is not the same. Yeah. Like, you don't have these large kilns. You don't have foundries to cast things. And yeah. quite honestly, I'm I'm a pretty small person. Yeah. So I almost felt like in school, it was like, I have these facilities. I have this opportunity to push and build as big as I can build. And this might, you know, this might be the only chance I get to do this. And I, so I pushed myself to do the big stuff. And, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and it was awesome yeah uh but I, I don't miss it because honestly it's so hard on your body so yeah. hard so i it, work smaller now yeah and unt has got uh jesus morales mm -hmm. is the that's the big sculpture out in front of the union yeah freaking amazing yep um and i was on the uh what is it the public art committee right when we purchased a piece from his estate and it, it was crazy yep. we actually started the conversation and then his, his was that a car wreck i believe happened in the middle of our conversation with him so it like oh wow then it was a conversation with the estate and it was right i mean it was really uh because he had such a connection here we wanted yep to to make that connection with the piece and uh it was really meaningful at the end of it but it was awesome i can imagine the piece sits in front of uh city hall in the uh, courtyard mm -hmm. right now i forget what it's called but uh Big fan of his stuff. Yeah. Amazing. But it's like these giant pieces. Yeah. Of, you have like to how have. Do you, how do you even. You have to have the mess with facility. It. You need cranes. You need all kinds of equipment to make those types of pieces. Yeah. So now I work really small. Tiny. Tiny. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't have any formal metal smithing training. Uh, just decided, you know. I bet you I can figure this out. You know, I, I know how to use tools. I get, I get it. Yeah. So I got some books, did some research, ordered some supplies, set up a, a makeshift bench in the back of our house and started like figuring out how to saw metal and texture and anneal and solder and do all this stuff. And, uh, you know, started getting requests for pieces. So I, I launched it as a business on the side about a year later. So that's awesome. Yeah. You got a, what's your shop? KKB metal studio, KKB metal studio. Yep. Shout out to KKB metal studio. <laughs> got a website. I'm on Instagram and all that good stuff. What's your Insta handle? It's a tough one. Let me tell you <laughs> it's at <laughs> KKB metal, metal studio. studio. You can find me <laughs> at my name, man. That's really cool. That's awesome. So you did that for a little bit. Yeah. So I took some time off cause I really just felt like I needed like a sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> I needed some time. Yeah. Decompress, just, figure out, figure out what you want to do that yeah. isn't sculpting large pieces of copper and bronze. Well, yeah. no, it, it wasn't <laughs> traveling in a corporate industry type yeah. thing and it was awesome it was great and i really value that time that i had to kind of unplug and focus on the creative side of things but i quickly realized that you know that dream of could this ever be like a viable source of income for me and my family was quickly realized that this was only going to continue to be my part-time on the side type of thing yeah. And uh, so I started trying to figure out, you know, what, what do I really want in a job? And it was not to travel and to be local and to be involved in the arts and to be involved in the community. And honestly, this is like yeah, everything I asked for. That's crazy. How did you hear about the, or what, I mean, most people don't wake up and 
accidentally apply to UNT or right. figure that out. How, how did that happen? I mean, it was a process. Of course, I, you know, I was looking at all options <laughs> yeah. at the moment. And uh, green machine. Yeah, you know, I, I had heard there were some changes happening within that UNT on the square was shifting yeah. to CMHT. And, you know, as soon as that director position was posted, I applied. That is awesome. And I bet it was your background in merchandising and, and all that stuff that uh, got, you, got you to where you are right now. All of it. You know, yeah. I think a little bit coming from corporate, having the, yeah. the creative side business, it, it, it all works together in this, what we're doing downtown yeah. and in a really cool way. And, and coming back to Denton, I didn't really mention why we did that. Um, you know, part of what I missed after leaving Denton was the sense of community that I had quite honestly taken for granted when I lived here. Yeah. I just assumed weird? every place was like that. That's what I tell people. People yeah. who move like that every, you know, since I got here, I got here in 03 from Boston. And since I've been here, I've seen people like waves of people leave. Right. Go to Portland, go to right. New York, go to Brooklyn. And I'm always like, I've been to those places. Right. And there's something here mm -hmm. that isn't there. Don't know what it is, but you'll figure it out when you get there. You'll yeah. look for it. You'll try to find it. You'll think it's there, but it's not there. It doesn't yep. matter how great a neighborhood, how great a scene, how great or whatever. Denton has some sort of small town connectivity mm -hmm. that no other place has. It's I, I magical. It. It's magical. It is. And it's also a vortex of like a, a black <laughs> hole that sucks you back in. That you can't escape sometimes. it is and you know my children are now back here and yeah. uh, experiencing that and you know, how old are your kids so my daughter's 10 and my son is 15. so do they understand that they're in a very special place because <laughs> we just had a kid four months old right that's right and i'm like i just want to he doesn't understand yet but no. I'm, I'm trying to indoctrinate him now like you were in a magical place right and you don't understand and you're going to want to leave Right. But I just want you to know, you know, yeah, how do you explain I, that? I, th I think they appreciate certain aspects of it, but you know, yeah. let's be honest, the mountains are magical too. Oh yeah. So. Well, no, this is the weird magic spell that it cast on you. I remember going to, to, to Colorado. I was going on an elk hunting trip years ago and I'm like, Texas is the greatest state on the planet. Denton is amazing. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm living it. It's in my blood. Right. And then you cross the border just into New Mexico yep. and it instantly yep. is actually beautiful. Right. And you're like, what was I thinking? They're like, Texas is the ugliest place on the planet. And like, then you start looking to buy a cabin. In yeah. The it's like, yeah. Like, Can I afford to it's buy like $50 an acre? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend who but, actually just did, and I'm but super then, jealous. <laughs> but so you spend, you, you can spend weeks in the mountains hunting elk, doing the amazing things, and you're like, "This is amazing. This is what it's about." But then the second you get back into Texas, you kind of fall back in love with it. It's weird. It's like uh, th there's if you told me when intoxicating I about it. If you told me in high school or after high school, after I left it, and that I would willingly come back. Yeah. And bring my children to raise my family here. Mm. I would not have believed you. So I grew up in uh, Spring, Texas, which is a suburb of Houston, basically the flower mound right, right. of Houston. Um, nondescript. I mean, there's nothing special about it. And the second I could leave, I left. Right. 
And I was like, I'm never like, like you said, I can't, be- I, I do not believe you if you were right. going to tell me I was going to come back. And sure enough, here I am yeah. from well, Boston, no less. Like that, that's the crazy thing. <laughs> right. Like when, when they dropped me off in Boston, off it was August 8th, I'll never forget it, 2003, off of uh, Sycamore Street in my friend's house. And I went to go eat at the tomato. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was sitting there, opened up a little local rag called the Denton Scramble, I believe. Hmm. And like the cockroach came at my pizza. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, what have I done? Right. I've made an awful horrible. mistake. Yeah. I've made a horrible. I was in Copley Square yesterday. Like yeah. enjoying life with, with smart people. Right. With less cockroaches. <laughs> What have I done? I've but, I've had my moments, but but the, but the next day got awesome. Actually, I got. I mean, it, it's so easy to live here. I think that's it. That's part of it. It's just easy, it's cheap and easy and fun. And you know, there's just I don't know. There's 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 a community aspect that I've I just haven't seen anywhere else. And yeah. I've traveled a lot, and I felt very anonymous in a lot of different places. Yeah. And. I, it probably contributed to the fact that even when I was at home, I didn't really have like home Denver. I didn't really have a strong base of connections locally because I was never there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Man. So when things are open, where do you hang out? Like, where's your, where's your hang? So I, it, mm. I, I'm a homebody. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love to go grab a good, you know, go to Boca and get some tacos. Boca's legit. Yep. It's probably the best place to, don't tell anyone. It, no, it's. Get the special. Don't even mess around with them. I mean, get anything off the menu in addition to the special, but get the special. They've had some time. pretty amazing specials. Yeah. I agree. Um, when crypto was around, oh, crypto was so good. That was, that was great. You know, it's always, of course, West Oak. Love to so meet up there, and the usual like, you gotta do East Side, you gotta do Oak Street, mm-hmm. and Pascal's if we wanna go fancy. I'm a sucker for Green Zatar. It's a really? weird little hole in the wall Mediterranean place okay. on Sunset. I have heard of this place. It's, I have not yet been. It's so good. Go yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Place is legit. The like Leilinas I've discovered Leilinas recently. Leilinas is excellent. They're, nice. they're uh, clients of mine. Um, I, and I haven't eaten. I ate the old location several times, and that's why I was like, you got to you gotta yeah. come downtown. got to get a better location. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a sucker for the hole in the wall off the beaten path. Wait, what? You want to go there? Right. Like, dude, trust me. So there's yeah, the place up next kind of in the strip with golden boy guarlinda oh yeah guarlinda uh, oh very good Fried. south american mm-hmm. type stuff i've mm-hmm. been there in a while yeah golden boy is punching above his weight right now yes that place is so they've got a what i like about that place they have a like tiki themed cocktail bar and right. i'm not really you can't look at me and say that's a tiki cocktail type of person but I don't know what they got in that bar, but everything I've had from there really? blows my mind. Yeah, it's really good. Right. Good place to grab a drink because not yeah. many people are grabbing drinks. It's yeah. just like it's where the adults can hang out, right. which I like. It's hard to find in Denton. True. 
True. Man, bars. What are bars like? <laughs> I haven't been to one in a while. So. I know. I barely even drink and I'm like, yeah. oh, I miss, I miss. So my number one place I miss is Dan's. That's my, mm, that's my hang. Right. Cause it's like music. You'll see Hank there. Um, you'll see everybody. Right. That's where the, the family is. Yeah. Know? So I miss it. I'm looking forward to, yeah. you know, the fact that I'm local now and mm-hmm. not traveling. It's like I, when things do open up, uh, I really think I'll be able to enjoy some of that even more because I won't be yeah. too tired from traveling. Yeah. And you're positioned in a spot to be able to network with all the kind of people that you get to, yeah. they want to hang out with and talk to. It's and, been, yeah. a, that part it's I, has been incredible. I've gotten to know so many more folks just in and around the square, business owners, just yeah. networking and making those connections so that maybe we can do something down the road together as an event or just to know like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm on the Denton Main Street Association's promotions committee, so helping out with arts and autos and kind of oh yeah, they did their thing some, last week. <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm on the arts I saw pictures committee of for that, yeah. and uh, we're we pulled together a fun little socially distanced art activity for the kids. So yeah. there's going to be a coloring sheet available awesome. to download for Beth Marie's and gnome cones that the kids can color and then take back in. And redeem it for like percentage or dollar off their cone of yeah. So stuff. What, what do you think of gnome, gnome cones? What's gnome your, cones is yeah. great. <laughs> is it? You love it? I love it. Oh, man. And they they have got such a great like shtick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, I think that's my thing. And I'm not being, I'm not one of these disparaging persons against Sparky. I love Sparky. Right. Sparky's great. This is not an anti-Sparky take on gnome cones, but it's so sticky. It annoys me from a distance. Like they wear the hats. They have the gnome voice. The gnome voice is the part that is maybe just a tad over the top. Kids are screaming. And I'm like, this is like, we took Beth Marie's, which it's got to be empty for me to go in there. Right. Because the kids are screaming. Right. And it, just puts it on another level it and, and drives me nuts. Alyssa <laughs> loves it. She loves it. And I'm like, I can't go in there. I just can't do it. Well, it's pretty empty right now. So, yeah, it is you empty. know, do you eat there every day for lunch? I, no, I, I, no, I don't. I actually should, should stop by more frequently than I do. Oh, and, they, and they wear the outfits. Oh, oh so did you catch their, like Carmen. did you catch their TikTok the other day? No, I am anti TikTok. No, I only saw it because it was posted so, okay. on Instagram, but yeah, it's the hilarious. Chinese, they're, they're hilarious. What is it? It's, Describe uh, it to me. So, it's, <laughs> so I, I don't have it's to look at it. Brett, who's the, one of the owners okay. in the full, you know, apron with the hat and the beard doing some dance, like, I don't know, I'll call it a dance <laughs> in different parts. So he's in front of the building. Uh-huh. He's on top of the building. He's on top of the car. And uh-huh. it's, it, it was pretty hilarious. Let's mark that down as, a, <laughs> as one more way gnome cones is going to annoy me. There you go. But we're, you know, excited to have them as neighbors. No, they're great. Because, they're great. That was like, yeah. I got my hair cut for like, tw- not 20 years, but several, maybe 10 years in that spot. Really? Yeah. That was a unique stylist's 
Huh. Yeah, it was a barber shop. <laughs> I'm yeah, I missed a whole lot of what happened around the square during grumpy times that was gone. Grumpy barber cut my hair <laughs> for a long time. For, I don't know. I don't know why I put up with Wayne. Anyways, Wayne, if you're listening, love you. Miss you. <laughs> I hope your retirement's treating you well. Kristen, is there anything else we could talk about? I'm sure there is. What else you got? Man. Downtown's awesome. Downtown's it's, awesome. It's great because when you're down here and you're working, this is what I'm going to miss. We're moving in two weeks. That's right. Two weeks. Oh my gosh. We're coming up on a week and a half. That's awesome. We're moving from downtown. Right. And, but the thing about it is what I'm going to miss is the neighborhood aspect of it. It's a cool little neighborhood, you know? It is. And I would come, you know, when I wasn't working here and I was traveling and every weekend I was like, I want to go to the square. I want to go recycled. You know, I want to pop in the mini mall, make the rounds, do yeah. some stuff. The kids, of course, were like, yes, let's go. Yeah. You know, my son now is shooting film photography. So he loves to just go walk around and find spots where he can get some good frames. <laughs> be and artsy. Be artsy. <laughs> that and, picture of your kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, tell me this is a metal band. Oh, like, <laughs> they some, look awesome. Yeah. Your kids look really cool. They, My kids are really cool. They seem I'm, I'm very biased. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's actually down in my, my in-laws had, a, they have some property down in uh, Bremond, Texas. And it looks uh, like it was like Iceland or something. <laughs> they, th- that building no longer exists. They tore it down, oh, but yeah, it's just bad. some cool old abandoned places down there so they uh, they have fun downtown they have fun downtown yeah Yeah, it's you know now i feel like i'm so much more in the know i'm jumping on as many like city of denton calls that i can be involved with main street i just i want to be are you a member of the chamber of commerce that's the that's the real dope we are not yet oh man we are not so man because uh you got to definitely an opportunity you got to there man it's uh uh, golly, I've pitched them so hard recently, but their big thing is networking advocacy. Right. And man, UNT, like Hank has kind of been the big chamber UNT person. Okay. But you kind of have a shelf life at the chain. That's said, that's not right to say, but you do kind of term out of being on the board and being right. on committees and stuff like that. You should check it out. The chamber is awesome. They've got a great new president, Erica Pangburn. I I have met Erica. I know Erica. Who is your neighbor? She lives she above is. Atomic Candy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And is awesome. So absolutely. I need so to connect you too. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. So I'm. I'm Get involved. Sign I, up for all the stuff. For sure. Yeah. I know. I mean, I know it's a slippery slope. So you know, I have to bide my time and know where I can yeah. really dedicate my full energy. But uh, you've got to learn the lesson to say no the hard way. Correct. I watched it firsthand <laughs> with my mom. So yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's it's great. I am excited for us to finally have the operation like yeah. getting off the ground. I'm really going to be thrilled when we can open our doors and finally welcome people into the space and just kind of see it grow from there. So October 1st. That's what we're hoping. That's awesome. Well, good luck with that. And th- man, thanks so much for coming in. Thank I'm glad you. we got to catch up. Absolutely. This was a ton of fun. Thanks for having me. There you have it. Kristen Kendrick Bigley, the UNT Collab. Soft opening October 1st and go visit them at 
colab.unt.edu. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.